chose not to golf, went to the zoo, went to the Akron Zoo. And uh, parents, you people kind of suck. Okay. Like you do. No, you do. Okay. There's this thing that happens where parents judge people who don't have kids and you do it so open. Like you're not even afraid to do it. It's so open that you know, because what am I going to do? I'm not smacking you in front of your kid. You know that. Like your four-year-old daughter's right there and I can't smack you for being an idiot. And so there's this thing that happens with parents when you're in a moment like that where they're like, I, so I went with a woman okay, and she's a zoo member. So, like, she's, like, constantly at the zoo. Not an uncommon date, either. And I know we can get into the debate, was this a date or not a date for you yesterday? It but, was not. But but as a whole, not an uncommon date. Not an uncommon. It's always on the list of, like, weird, like, out, outside yeah. the box dates. And let me tell you, I, do, I got a whole reason why that's a terrible idea here in a few minutes, too. Taking a woman to the zoo as a date is one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard in my entire life after having done it, I guess, yesterday. It's really dumb. But parents are just, like, judging the crap out of you. Like, they're just pushing their strollers. And you can see, like, the look on their faces as they're staring at us. Like, where are your kids, you freaks? Like, they, it just, I've, I've never felt more judged. And, like, I, like, people wanted me to get away from them ever in my life. Like, I've just, I've never seen it. It is, like, there's something that happens with parents where it's, like, I don't know if it's, like, that you're miserable because your kid's screaming and maybe you're looking at us, like, to take these things off our hands for a few minutes. But the look of, like, disgust that two people would be walking through there without children was, I, and here's the thing, I didn't even notice it. She was the one that noticed it and said something to me. Now, was this judgment, so this wasn't necessarily judgment, like... Hey, you middle-aged dude standing next to my kid. What are no. you doing standing next to my kid? No, it wasn't that. It was. It was how dare you two want to look at this animal when my kid wants to look at it? you? Don't even have kids. Get out of here! Like you, dude. We could hear people yeah. mumbling things underneath I mean, their breath. Especially, I mean, I sure, sure in the zoo, but I even feel like in stores that happens sometimes. All the time. Like I feel like people are like, you know, like to single people, it's very much like, oh, well, you are the bottom of the priority list right now. No, yeah, they. I get that. Once people push out a kid, all of a sudden you think your life is more important than the guy standing next to you, and it's not. No, it's let really me, not. Let me clue you in. Nobody on this. cares about that kid. Any moron can get somebody pregnant. Yeah. It literally is not this magic thing that you figured out how to do and mm-hmm. that makes you better than everybody mm-hmm. else. But that's the way people treat it. it I never seen anything. I, honestly, there were times offended's too far, but there were definitely times where I was like, I feel judged over the fact that I want to look at a lion. That's a lion. I'm allowed to like stand here and want to look at that thing and look at the raw power that is that lion. I just I've never felt more judged in my life. I uh, I understand. I uh, the dirty looks that I got from forty year old women. Once is, is so once she kind of like clued you into it. That's when you felt like you picked up on it. I'm dude. I'm not. The, I'm not paying attention to anybody. Okay. Right, dude. It's uh, it's twelve thirty in the afternoon. I'm pissed because I've been up since three. I just like I I was like I, I didn't want to be doing any of it. To be honest with you, like deep down inside, I was like I don't want to be doing any of this. And so we were like walking through there and I was putting on the best version of me I got. You know what I mean? I'm pretending I'm interested in these factoids she's telling me about these animals I've never heard of. I'm like faking it the whole way. I'm doing the whole thing. And I wasn't paying attention to a single thing. And then one woman had said something underneath her breath about the fact that we were there without children and we were trying to see the bear. And the bear's sitting there slapping balls around, picking balls up. And I wanted video of the bear. And this woman was like, I can't believe these two adults without children. I mean, full on. And I was like, was that about us? And she was like, have you not noticed? And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, everybody is staring at us like we're freaks. And I was like, 
all right, I guess I'll start paying attention. And sure enough, every time we stopped in an animal cage, you could just watch people with kids in their, their stroller, like, look over, like, how dare you be in here right now? And it was just like, I don't understand these looks. I don't get it. Like, where, like what, is, what is happening? This is the zoo. You're, I'm allowed to look at lion. Why am I not allowed to look at this lion? I didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, especially when you consider, like, like I said, like, don't get me wrong. I understand the zoo is a family-based uh, thing. But at the same time, I mean, it's not like you were at Chuck E. Cheese, like, knocking a kid out of the way for the Papa shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, and we weren't drinking. It's not like I was, which, by the way, you can get beer at the zoo, yeah, right, from can. what I understand. But it's like we weren't drinking. Like, it wasn't like that. It wasn't, I mean, we were just quietly walking through the zoo. And I don't get it as a date place at all. Dude, are you insane? The Amount of single women. Now, I don't know if they're single. They're probably in relationships. But the amount of women who are at the zoo who are not with, like, their man or, like, their partner or whoever who are just one woman and a stroller and a kid is, I mean, dude, that's primarily who's at the zoo. It is moms take kids to the zoo. That's yeah. who That's yeah. who primarily is at the zoo. That's what it's for. Oh, right? so you're saying you're taking sand to the beach, essentially, here. Dude, I don't know if it, that's the best place to pick up a woman. Here's what I know. Nah, probably not. It's a terrible place to take a woman and have to fight the temptation to look at other women. Yeah, especially since yesterday it was so nice. There's probably sundresses running Dude, around. I mean, it's probably, I, I get you. There was, at the end of our zoo trip, I got asked at the very front entrance to take a photo of these four women. She was like, can you take our picture? And I was like, yes. And I was like looking through her camera phone as I'm taking this photo of them. And there's like four of them. And I was like, all the way down the line, you could, every last one of you all could get it. All every them. one of you could get it. Every last one of you. And then there's this girl I'm like walking the zoo with. And I'm like, this is the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. This place is just loaded down with hot chicks whose husband were like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm get not out of here. I'm, I don't want to deal with it. I'm not going. I think that's a dude. If, I don't know. Now, here's the thing. Don't go to the zoo by yourself. No, 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 no. Do not do that. Because I did like, so the girl I was with yesterday, woman, rather, sorry, goes into the bathroom and like out of just randomness, the security guard just happens to be walking up where I was standing. And he was aware of where I was at all times until she came out of the bathroom. Like he was walking and you could tell he stopped, slowed down. It was like. I'm going to stay right here to make sure what this 40-year-old man standing here in a concert t-shirt is doing at the zoo. I would, I mean, at the end of the day, I would assume that has to be kind of protocol and procedure for places like that. Is that like, hey, we don't want we don't want to get into the business of stereotyping people. But if you see a single dude walking around in a family establishment by himself, it's not, it's not shocking to know that that raised an eyebrow. Now, be aware of where he is. And so as soon as she came out of the bathroom, you could see the look on his face. He's like, oh, okay, okay we're good. We're good. Right. We're good. He's normal. He's not looking to do anything terrible. I just, I had so much fun. I love animals. It felt good actually to be outside and not be golfing. I know that sounds very contradictory to who I am as a person, but right. it was one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. I wanted to do something different. And I'm all for the zoo, although I will tell you the bald eagle kind of sells my argument. Dude, those things don't want to be in there. Those things want to be dead. They don't even have wings. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They can't fly. That thing but, was just staring at me like, dude, get me out of here. Break me out. I mean, but that's the whole thing is like if you if, if it wasn't there, it would be dead. Yeah, and, and a lot of the birds, that, that that's what the deal is But, is, but I mean, isn't, that, isn't there an argument to be made there? It's like, would that animal rather be dead? Like, is there a point to be made? But like I say the same thing about chicken, and that bird would rather be out of there too. So like if I'm okay with chicken, I got to be okay with bald eagles. Ah. I, I, yes, and there's a little logic in that. I think why I'm all right with chicken is because we are at the top of the food chain and I'm staying alive by doing it. 
I ultimately, dude, I when, the more I walked through there yesterday, I was like, okay, these things aren't as mean as I think they are. Like, the zoo's not as mean as I think it is. I do think it's a little bit mean, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. Like, I hadn't been to the zoo in a long time. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and you can make the argument of, like, well, is it really any different than just being in, like, a, a you know, a metal cage? Is it to, the animal can tell the difference? Um, to me, it's it's the greater good here of, like, Zoos do more than just have exhibits. They do a lot for wildlife conservation. Right. And if you're saving, if you're saving a thousand snow leopards in the in in in, in the you know in in the mountains of Tibet, but you have three of them at the zoo, that trade off is worth it to me. Yeah, there, there, no, there is a solid argument in there. As long as they're doing things to help, you know, other animals and wildlife, I'm all right with it. It's just there is a little of like, dude, these things don't want to be in here. But you don't know what their situation was before they came to the Akron Zoo. You know what I mean? And I had a great time there actually, and uh, I could see myself. Oh, here we go, a little zoo enthusiast now. I could huh? see myself. Okay. Being a zoologist. Oh, I love it, No, I'm going, I'm going back to college. He's doing it. I'm going back to college. Okay. I'm sick and tired of bitching about <laughs> Avengers movies and making weirdos all mad all day. I'm sick of doing that. I'm going to be a zoologist. <laughs> hey, we bought a zoo! Like, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. I'm Matt Damon now. You're shot at $1,000 every hour. First one, right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock. 106-106-9. James with 10 to shoot. The fadeaway for the tie. Yes! LeBron James knocks it down. 105-105. Yeah, as predicted on this show yesterday, Cavaliers go up to Toronto and win game one. I actually took that bet late in the day. Cavaliers getting six and a half. I, uh, I didn't like it first thing in the morning. Thought about it a little bit more while I was walking around the zoo. Called and made, <laughs> made the wager while looking at the Lions there. And uh, yeah, walked away victorious last night. Feel happy about it. Um, I, uh, I, I, I was not as confident and uh, I was proved wrong last night. LeBron and the boys getting things done. Uh, yeah, we were a little flipped. You thought they'd lose game one, win game two, and I was like, I think they win game one, lose game two. Um, at the end of the day, the concern was for me is that coming off a seven-game series that LeBron had to expend so much energy in and have to, you know... Yeah, uh, I agree. Come, come off of that in, in essentially 48 hours, you'd think that coming into what is essentially one of the toughest places in basketball to play up there in Toronto, um, you would think the Cavs come, would come out flat. And they kind of did, dude. That first quarter was abysmal. They were terrible. It was awful. Yeah, that like, was bad. It was, it was, it was no good. And then somehow or another, even with a flat third quarter, even when they were down ten in the fourth, um, I don't know if I'm going to call that a, a Toronto loss or a Cavs victory or what really happened there because there was so much just like. Toronto should have won that game, hands down and away. I agree. Cavaliers did not lead in that game until overtime, I which mean, is which is crazy. They won by a point, which is which is insane. You don't you don't have a, a lead in that entire game until overtime. That's nuts. And you're still somehow or another able to able to pick that up. Dude, Kevin Love needs to be on milk cartons. Like he's just gone. Like I read some of what his numbers were during the regular season, and then what his shooting percentage is now. And like, dude, he's missing wide open layups. Like, dude, what is going on with Kevin Love?
it's definitely an issue. There's no question about that. And he's definitely not living up to expectations, and it can't continue. At the end of the day, if he continues these performances, the Cavaliers will lose, and it will be at his feet. There's That's the truth. Like You are the second option. You have to be able to go out there and score 20-plus a game. You need to be the second option. Right. You have to be able to go out there and consistently score 20-plus right. a game, and he's just not doing that right now. I think a big part of the reason is, is I think uh, the injury is definitely a part of it. Sure. Whatever happened with his left thumb right there he can say it's not an issue but it obviously is like there's no denying that at this point I think playing him outside of his natural position too is a problem I I don't necessarily know what the answer to that is I would like to think it would have been Tristan Thompson but for some reason or another um you know it seems like a lot of people want Tristan Thompson to have more minutes well he had a great game yesterday I mean he had a phenomenal game yesterday the past two games if there any indicator and not only is it not only is it like he's high energy and he's got production but he's just he makes things better out there just having that energy out there and you can see it you can see Ty Lue is definitely leaning on on him J.R. Smith Tristan Thompson Kevin Love, LeBron, and Kyle Korver as the experienced guys. Is those are the guys that I have faith in. Those are the guys that I want out well, there. Well, they've proven they can do stuff. Right. I, those are the guys I would lean on, too. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you're going to go with the guys that have the experience in moments like that. So it, it totally makes sense. Um, but no, having Tristan Thompson out there does make sense. And I don't know. And I, I, I was always a supporter of Khloe Kardashian. I didn't feel like the Kardashian curse was real. But you look at what happened in the regular season versus how he's playing right now and something's different about the dude yeah something no, is. something something has changed about him no, so like no it. I, I mean i don't know what the details of that are are they still together are they still like living because she's still in cleveland from what i know um so it's like well if if, if she's if she's not still with him, what is she still in Cleveland for? You know what I'm saying? If if you broke up with him, you're gone. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's going to get out of Cleveland. Yeah, sure. you I know mean, what I'm saying? So, like, I, I, at the end of the day, I don't know what that is, but something has changed with him, and, and, and it's definitely for the best. I Maybe things are getting better with them. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like, you know what? This kind of thing leaked out. We knew about it. We were putting it on the show, but right. it's still hard when the public finds out for right. the first time. And so there's probably a little bickering back and forth. It, you know, you re, you're ripping the Band-Aid off. The wounds reopen. And now you fight for a few days. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? we already been through this. Right, we right. We all this. knew this was happening. And how cathartic is that sometimes? Just getting something out yes. into the open and just like letting it letting it breathe? Like When there's tension. Like right now, there is tension in this building. There is a a fight coming to a head between me and somebody else in this building. Yeah, there is. And it needs to happen. <laughs> it does, dude. I, yesterday, I was like, dude, just go fight him. Just and, go fight him. And I was like, no, he's not going to be receptive. Right. But there's been this tension and this looming thing hanging over this building mm-hmm. for a, a little while now. And once it's probably going to be today, once you pop that boil, then all of a sudden it's like, you know, this is it's like getting arrested. You think it's terrible. And then it happens. You're like, all right, it's not the best thing I've ever done, but it's not quite the fearsome thing I had to be so afraid of. Yeah. If rock bottom doesn't kill you, if you bounce back from rock bottom, it's a a good thing. You're like, okay, that was worth something to me. Not so bad there. Right. And so, like, I, I, I think that's maybe what's happening there with Tristan and Chloe. It could be way wrong, but maybe it's like, you know what, they got through it and then they 
they realized, you know what, we were still together anyway. It's because we really like one another. Let's just stay together. And then, you know, they're probably happy now. Double T put up 14 points, 12 rebounds, nine of which were offensive rebounds. And that's just such that's a nice. different, dude, that's such a difference maker, grabbing offensive boards like that and having the ability to do it. J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver with big games as well, um, covering up some of the deficiencies of Kevin Love. What I will say about Kevin Love is he impacted the game in other ways. There was times that I think I saw, you know, not necessarily great defensive stances from Kevin Loves, but he got essential rebounds and he kind of made stuff happen. Um, but like I said, he can't continue that pace. It was nice to see LeBron to be able to have a subpar LeBron game, which was still a triple-double with, I think, 26, 27 points or something like that, but that was a subpar LeBron game. He could kind of step back a little bit, you know what I'm saying, and not necessarily have to have all the weight of the world on his shoulders. Would this roster without LeBron James even be in the playoffs? Uh, no, no, not even close. I mean, depending on who's to, who 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 came in and played LeBron's minutes, but at the end of the day, no, not even, not even close. I think, I mean, obviously, without LeBron James, they would have lost to the Indiana Pacers the yes. way they played. If they played the exact same. I mean, they just, like, nobody showed Like, he needs, like, as much as, again, and when LeBron does something right, I feel like I give him enough credit for it. But when he does something wrong, I want to hold him, I want to hold his feet to the fire. It's just kind of who I am. But you cannot deny the fact that, at least in this season and in this section of the playoffs, guys have not really helped him out as much as they as they could. Like, guys are just, like, disappearing. Like I said, Kevin Love needs to be on a milk carton. Yeah. I, I, like, he's just gone. Yeah, to 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 use this, if, if if the Cavaliers are to lose to the Raptors or to lose to the next, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals or really wherever they lose in this, and to point at it as a deficiency, a LeBron deficiency, like, oh, pff, dude, he's just not good enough. Dude, no. look, look at what he's dragging uphill right now. I, now, I had said the other day, I'm not sure he's still capable of taking a roster like this and winning a national title with it, and I still kind of maintain, like, he's going to need a little bit. Now, if Kevin Love turns around, then then maybe you got something going on there. I'm not sure he can go into Golden State, like, like with the, the current situation, and win. He can barely, he barely could do it in Indiana, so, right. like, that's, that's the whole thing, is, like, no, I, I don't think, if anybody's telling you, like, uh, Stansberry, that, the, oh, the Cavs are fine, everything's going to be fine, they're going to go win a championship, they're wrong. Like, at this point, it is just the appreciation of the basketball game. It's no longer, at least for me, as a Cavaliers super fan, it's no longer like, well, dude, this is the year they win a championship. No. No, it's 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 dude. Go enjoy what is happening in front of you. Playoff sports are fun to watch, man. They are like from game one of the season. I have approached the Cavalier season as if LeBron James is leaving, and I wanted to. I, I chose to do that because I really believe in my heart of hearts he is. Now, if he doesn't, I know everybody's going to be like, "You were wrong," and I don't care about being wrong. I don't. Welcome to welcome to what I do for a living. I'm going to be wrong occasionally, right? But I think he's leaving, and so I chose to approach this season and just kind of look at it on an appreciation level, where it's like, dude, we are going to lose, albeit by from like retirement or moving to another team, but sooner rather than later, the greatest basketball player in the last 25 years is not going to be a Cavalier through one of those two things, right? He's only going to have so many years left. So if that's the case, then I want to enjoy it. And I don't want to be thinking about and and again I'm not mad he's going to go. I said, dude, he won me a title. Go then, dude, go wherever you want. I want the ability at any time I want to pick up and go work at another radio station whenever the hell I see fit. So if I want that for my life, I can't necessarily knock it for LeBron's life. And I just want to just look at it and be like, you know what, dude? We have a Tom Brady here. 
Like, do you think Boston, you think those fans worry about what it's like when they don't have Tom Brady? I don't think so. I think they go into Gillette, watch those games, watch touchdowns, and go, this is awesome. We're the Patriots. And I think, honestly, we have done a bad job, not necessarily you and I, but I think this area has done a little bit of a bad job of not necessarily respecting LeBron in that same air that a great quarterback would get. There's something different about the NBA with that and people with quarterbacks. It's the quarterbacks do get like special treatment in that regard when they are great. I'm looking at a top 10 list of performers that I think is wildly inaccurate. We'll take a look at it over the air next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. and going to pass out $1,000.710 this morning. Looking forward to doing that. Also coming up at 7.30, there's a problem that we all have. That Fantone sent me an article yesterday. I read the numbers, and honestly, it depressed the living crap out of me. Sad. It was sad times. So at 7.30, we're going to tell you what's wrong with you. It's what's wrong with us, too. A lot of it. It's what's wrong with all of us. Now, I understand, because what's going to happen now, in a few minutes, is that I'm going to take messages that say, you're on a rock station. Like, that's what's going to happen. Really? Now, I understand that. The rock but, mother? But what I always tell you guys, again, about New Tour Tuesday, the reason why we'll play some other formats, there are people who enjoy this show who hate rock music, who will never listen to Stone Temple Pilots, but they like this program. So we like to represent them, too. There's not one song outside of the rock genre you like. Not one. Not a single rap song. Not a single country song. Not a single pop song. All those genres of music. Not a single song you like out of there. And since this is Canton, Ohio, and Come we're on. the blackest show the city has. True. That, that, that is true. That is true. That's true. We figured we would take a look at this list of the best rappers of all time. The top ten. Okay. This, from Vibe Magazine, which is in the hip-hop like culture. That's what they do, okay. right? And I think this list is crazy. There are guys on this list, and women actually, who I do believe deserve to be on the list of top 10 rappers, but there are people who have been left off this list, and I think it's egregious, and I think what happens here is is that time goes on and you forget how great or impactful something that came before it was once how great it was. There's also this thing that happens where things that are listed as the greatest of all time probably got a little too much credit for something oh, that yeah, may have happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? So let's take a look at this list. Where we start? Again here. from Vibe magazine. We'll stop at we'll start at 10 and go down to 1. Coming in at number 10, which I feel it's a little premature to do it. Now he has been out a while. And I would admit that I like a lot of the catalog, but I'm not sure he would make my top 10 is Lil Wayne is on the top 10 best rappers of all time. I don't know, man. Like the block is hot was great. And like, I know he did a lot of the stuff with like lollipop went big. And like, there were a lot of other stuff that went like really big. I'm just not sure I'm ready to put him there yet. I will say since 2000, I mean, Arguably, you know, and I know he, you know, I mean, that's 18 years. And like, had just a slew of hits, too. I mean, one of the most commercially successful rappers since the year 2000. What was it for the, the sure. Carter Three or whatever oh, it was? Yeah. That album was massive. Tons of songs off of that. Okay. This might be just me not wanting to give a newer age rapper the nod. That could be it. And I know he became the stereotype of like, oh, dude, modern rap sucks. But like, 
whoever was the whoever was number one was going to have to carry that. Just like whoever's number one now has to carry that. I would like, agree. It's it's that's that's the cross that gets laid at your feet there. Coming in at number nine, and he's wildly talented, and he's probably the best of what we have available to us right now. But I don't know if he would make my top 10 ever just because I think the sample size is a little too small yet for me. This is Kendrick Lamar. Now, I love Kendrick. And he makes great music. I use him at the gym a lot. And I'm a big, big fan. But it feels a little early. It feels a little early for top ten ever. He's really good though. If you're looking for like a for like a for like a new rapper that you could like, I would put him and J. Cole near the top of like Agreed. I love both those guys. J. Cole I love. So I like both those guys a lot. I'm not sure Kendrick Lamar would make my top ten. I gotta agree with you there. Coming in at number eight, I don't even think he, this was the best rapper inside his group of rappers, is Ghostface Killer. For those of you that don't know, a member of the Wu Tang clan. The Wu affectionately known the world round. Who doesn't know and that? There, there was on. like 35 of them. Yeah, a lot so, of them. So, dude, I'm not even sure he was the best one in that group, right? Um, I mean, he was good. Ghost was great. Yeah, but I would say the thing with him and... I mean, is I, it Method Man? Is Method Man really the best rapper? No. Is Method Man the most commercially viable, the most who made something out of himself out of that group. Yes, he's definitely the biggest star out of that group. I don't think Pure Method Man was talent. I don't think Method Man was the best rapper out okay. of that. I loved ODB. At the end of the day, he will always be my favorite member of the Wu Tang clan. So like yeah I would agree with you. Um Ghostface. Ghostface went on to do a bunch of underground stuff though with a bunch of different artists. So maybe that's a part of the reason why they're getting that little bit of a nod right there. Who's but the guy that started making movies I always forget the RZA. Name. Yeah. The RZA, like, he was yeah. pretty good back in the day. Yeah. The RZA, the Jizza, Ghostface, You Got, Inspector Deck, Method Man, ODB, Raekwon the Chef. I think that's all of them. It was enough of them. Oh, yeah, dude. All <laughs> nine of them, dude. Come on now. You know your boy, dude. In 1998, rolling heavy with the Woo. Yeah, I went to a Woo show back in the day. That was awesome. I love those guys. They're great. Coming in at number seven, this is the best rappers of all time, according to Vibe Magazine. They're kind of in this space. Um, I'm going to take a serious issue with this one. Now, okay. she's talented, for sure. I'm not saying that. Okay. And uh, actually, she's beautiful, too. Okay. Lauren Hill. But I don't feel... I don't classify Lauren Hill as a rapper. Yeah. Like, you missed an opportunity here for female rappers, I think. Like, um... Got a... Foxy Brown would have been a good choice here. I don't know if she would have been the best ever. But if you're going to put a woman on the list, I would have went with an actual rapper. Um, Little Kim would have been a pretty good choice. She was pretty good in all those Biggie songs. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I classify Lauren Hill as a as a rapper. She's a singer. She's and, a singer. Right, right. Exactly. That was kind of my point. Coming in at number six, and I take issue with this because I actually like the other guy better. And one, and I said it once before on the show, and people freaked out and told me how wrong I was. But number six is Andre Three Thousand of Outkast. Now I'm a big boy guy. I just kind of like big boy. But I cannot argue that Andre Three Thousand is a bad. I mean, he is a fantastic rapper. His wordplay is really good. Um, he gets a little deep on stuff. I, I, I don't have a problem with Andre 3000 being on the list. I do. I don't like the fact that Big Boy got looked over, is what I'll say on that. So here we are now, top five rappers, according to Vibe Magazine. Coming in at number five, should be on the list, might be even a little low if you ask my opinion, is Nas. And Nas... It took me a while. Like when he first came out, I was like, I don't really get it. 
And it took me like a year, year and a half. My buddy was like, dude, no, I'm telling you, you're going to love this dude. And the more I listen to that first record, the more it's like, dude, I still listen to that first oh, record. Oh, yeah. Illmatic is, I mean, Illmatic and Stillmatic, both great records. Um, You can point at a lot of other Nas stuff where I was like, eh, I don't know if it's that good. But when he was hot, he was hot. Illmatic was a great album. I still listen to it. I love that album. It did take me a little while to come around to Nas. Number four is Rakim from Eric B. and Rakim. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. I, I was surprised that somebody that from that far back made it this high on the list. Your number three best rapper ever, according to Vibe Magazine, Eminem. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be in the top five. So, yeah, like, I mean, three's okay. You, uh... Three's okay. I'm perfectly okay with it. He's damn good. Lasted way longer in that genre than anybody thought he would. Everybody thought he was going to be a vanilla ice gimmick. And he's outlasted most people in that format. You got to give it to him. There's no denying it. Coming in at number two should be no surprise for anybody. Um, and I would agree, this is about where he should be, is Jay-Z. Um, I will still say, like, In My Lifetime, Volume 1 is still one of my favorite records. I, I did do that record. It, there's a song on it called Where I'm From by Jay-Z, which is my favorite Jay-Z song ever. And it, that's back when he was, like, still, like, rapping about, like, the street for real. Like, that's that record in my lifetime, Volume 1, is so good. I still listen to it. I love that record. came out in 96, and I still listen to it, like, all the time. And then your number one rapper all time, according to Vibe, is Biggie Smalls. So I know what a lot of you were thinking. I'm okay with Biggie being number one. I'm even all right with Jay-Z being number two. But where in the hell is Tupac? Like, I'm, and I don't even know. I'll be, I'll admit to you. I don't even know if Tupac technically would be one of the best rappers of all time. It's just shocking to see a national magazine list a top 10 and not have Tupac on it. I'll always stand firm to the point of Tupac and Biggie both got the Hey, I'm Dead bump, just like Kurt Cobain did. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's no way to separate their stories from their deaths. Like, they're just, it, it, you know, it, they're a part of it. And whether you think he was one of the greatest of all time or not, like, it's hard to make a list without him. It is. Where is, so I wrote a couple of names down. So Tupac's not on it. None of the NWA guys are on it, which I think is a little weird. I mean, Q, pretty good rapper. I mean, yeah. Dre's not a great rapper. But I guess it's just, are you looking at, are you, because if you're looking at it from the, from what they did for hip hop, nobody greater than Dr. Dre. I mean, you really look at like what, what, what impact? He, the impact yeah, that I had. That's a different argument. Right. Not the greatest rapper, but I mean, a hugely important person. In yeah. That. Massively important. But like. I think Cube's a good enough rapper. Like, should have been on this list somewhere, right? So none of the NWA guys are on it. Now, I'm not arguing for this guy to be on it, but he was pretty damn good at it and legendary. He, as a matter of fact, for a while there, they were calling him the greatest of all time, LL Cool J, not on the list. I think that's pretty interesting. Busta Rhymes didn't make this list. And again, pure rapping talent. Find me somebody that's that much better at it than Busta Rhymes. Yeah, Busta Rhymes pretty good. Pretty hard to find a guy but that much better at rapping than Busta Rhymes. Chuck D from Public Enemy, not on this list. Like, I think that's being historically ignorant. I do. I think there's a little bit of, like, we're not paying attention to, like, how great Chuck D was in this list. And I'm surprised it was Vibe Magazine that did that. Being asked, what about Snoop? Would you put Snoop on the list? 
I'm asking you. The amount of commercial success the guy had, and certainly at his time, uh, changed the way every everyone other rapper does it. was doing it. Hard not to put him in the top ten. I mean, like, and if I'm I don't looking know best, but the ten, top ten most influential for sure. Much like like Kiss influenced bands, but they're not a great band. Yeah, it, it, we're getting into a weird conversation of we have to dictate what we mean by best. We have to dictate what we mean by greatest. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we'll what, stick with what rapping talent. The pure rapping talent alone. Does Snoop make Fantone's top ten? Um, probably. Honestly, just like, I know a lot of what he's done recently isn't as good, but if you go back and listen to Doggy Style, you can listen to that whole thing in... He just takes you on that story. He just takes you very much like your passenger seat with him. So, like, if, if we're talking about rappers I've spent a considerable amount of time listening to, hard not to put Snoop up there. Snoop would make my top ten. Hard not to. He would make my top ten. Again, I think it's so easy to dismiss things now because the streaming and every album's at your fingertips. You forget, like, how how great stuff was when you first got your hands on it. Decades of hits, too. I mean, just decades of them. Yeah, I mean, just, just listen to that. Like, it's just so good. It's still good. And Charlie tweets in, and this is, this is egregious. This guy was left off this list, and this is exactly what I was trying to think of earlier this morning. Charlie, thanks for this tweet. KRS-One. You're talking pure rap talent, dude. Very few guys stack up. <sighs> listen, I, I mean, we played him as we came back from the break. I love KRS-One, but, like, I don't know, dude. We get it. Hip-hop is for the culture! And I'm like, all right, man. Uh, all right. You I know guess. what? I was surprised. I, I, I was surprised that this list didn't get a little bit more hipster. Like, who's that? God. Not the game. Who's the other guy that, that went into movies? Lloyd Banks? No. No, and he started talking about how hip-hop died out west. And they got all mad at him. Oh, God, you'll have to forgive me. that. I hate when I brain fart like that. He was into that movie with Keanu Reeves about cops. Um, uh, I forget his name now. That's uh, God, I know. No. I know that's like the worst radio ever when I forget things like that. I apologize. But he would have made my list, too. Like he, he, he was pretty great. I was surprised none of the guys from A Tribe Called Quest were on this. No leaders of the new school were on this. No members from DOS FX were on this. I was a little surprised that we didn't see some of the fast rappers Tech Nine and like because of the ability and to be able to rap that Twista, I thought would have maybe made this list just because of the different style and how difficult that can be. None of those guys made that list. I was shocked Tupac wasn't on this list. I find that to be egregious. Your shot at a thousand dollars next on Rock 1069. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show and Rock 106.9. Pass out that $1,000 here momentarily. You'll get your next keyword. You'll be $1,000 richer than you were yesterday. That's always good. Yeah, dude. It'd be a lot, lot, lot of good right now. And you, you shook $1,000 out of my boss's pocket. Teach me how to do it when you're done. Yeah. Be nice. Teach me how to do that. I want to know how to do that. that. That's a trick I don't know how to do. Need to learn that one. So we'll pass out that $1,000 here momentarily. Should let you know this. Tomorrow, 9 o'clock on the program, we'll talk to Rob from the Stark County Fatherhood Coalition. And... The reason why we decided to do this is Fantone and I both have been reached out to more than a handful of times by guys who feel like, you know, they go to the court system, they can't see their kids, they feel like they're being treated unfairly because they're the dad, not the mom, and I think that sometimes that probably does happen. It's a very common complaint. I mean, you hear hear it all the time. Where they can't all be crazy about what they're saying. You know what I mean? They can't all be, like, just, you know, a terrible person. Like, some of them have to be right about what they're saying. So we'll have Rob from the Stark County Fatherhood Coalition on the air tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Then Friday, 9 a.m., we'll actually talk to our uh, good buddy, Albert Wooden, from Save 22, which is an organization that raises the awareness that 22 service men and women a day take their lives 
and uh, we feel like we can put a dent in that. So we'll have Albert on the air. They're doing an official walk slash hike on Saturday. I will be taking part in that and be doing it. And we'll get you all clued in on the details. That's Friday at 9 o'clock. But tomorrow, again, Rob from the Stark County Fatherhood Coalition will be with us. Pretty excited about it. Interested to find out like what the big problems with that. I've never had a kid. You know what I mean? So right. like, I've never had to deal with it. So like I'm very interested in it because I've never I've never had uh I've never had any of the baby mama drama. No. Gotta have a baby mama first. Uh Facebook, even though they are suffering problems right now, is looking to enter into a new space. Facebook wants people to help they want to help you find the person that you're looking to be in love with. Facebook is getting into the dating game business. It took long enough, right? How did this not happen five years ago? Well, I don't get it because like when you set up your Tinder account, they ask you, do you just want to log in with Facebook? So I just assumed Facebook like acquired most of Tinder. Oh, no, because there's a lot of things that you can use that you can use your either Google account or your Facebook account to log into. Oh, I didn't, I didn't like, realize Like iHeartRadio, you can use your Facebook account to log into. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can yeah. do that. They say users can set up a dating profile with your first name, which the company said will not be visible to friends and will not appear in news feeds. The feature is opt-in and users will not be matched with people they are already friends with, according to, according to you know uh, experts at Facebook. That's good. I feel like a lot of people would be worried about that. Oh, my God, are people going to see me that I'm trying to online date here? You yeah, know what I mean? I so can I'm, see that. I'm, 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 uh, that's, a, that's a smart idea. Before dating, the social networking behemoth, they say, has expanded into a numerous other features pioneered by other tech companies, ranging from job postings and things like that. They, mm-hmm. they normal swallow these companies, but they're looking to like start their own thing. Um, I... I mean, I, I think this is a, how a lot of people date now anyway. So this makes all the sense in the world for Facebook. Like, I think people start dating by hitting each up, uh, you know, hitting each other up in Messenger yeah. and like liking statuses. So I, I don't I, I don't see a problem. Here. And I don't think this timing is necessarily by coincidence. If you watch the Cavaliers game last night or really any big television program recently, um, Facebook has been running commercials kind of apologizing for everything. Kind of like, hey, you know, we started and we wanted to have this. This was our ideas, was pictures and sharing and your friends and your family and your loved ones. And it got out of control. And Facebook essentially apologizing, kind of saying like, hey, this data breach was messed up. This fake news is messed up. The spam you get on your wall is messed up. Like we're messing up, but we're fixing it now. And by them kind of going on this apology tour and then hitting you with the hook of and you can get laid, all of a sudden people are like, well, yeah, dude, I use Facebook already, and now and now my penis is involved? Of course, dude, I'm 100% back in. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to lure a dude back mm. in, boobs and access to women is how you do it. And the, oh, well, you'll find the man of your dreams. You can get married finally, you know, 29-year-old Becky who's been, you know, just desperately swinging at everything she can. Go well, all you, check in at your wedding. You haven't, checked face, you haven't checked Facebook dating yet, have you? You've been on Match. You've been on, you know, yeah. on, on eHarmony. You've been on Tinder. You've been on Greg's and now it's like, well, here's finally the last option here for you. So when it comes to it, or it comes down to it, like it's not by coincidence that they decided to drop this when they have a an S sandwich on their plate. We actually have the best reason ever for Facebook to get into the dating space, and we'll tell you what that reason is after hooking you up with this thousand dollars. Six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069, another thousand dollars up for grabs, eight ten this morning on the program. Before the break, we let you know Facebook going to be entering into the dating services. And at first I was like, well, I don't know if I really get it. I mean, like, I feel like people can just hit each other up on Facebook if they're like looking to do that and, and this and that. But I mean, 
I, I can't necessarily knock the idea, especially when you think about how much you're using Facebook and you rely on it for so. I mean, do you relied on it to, to, to inform you on, on who to vote for? I can't imagine you would be any more yeah. discerning about who you're going to have sex with with it. Literally everything in your life. You're like, wait, what is Facebook? What do I have to do? All right. right so like, yeah, it makes sense when you, when your penis gets involved, why Facebook does, too. The thing I'll say, like, yeah, I know people are already hooking up on it and you could just like randomly send out messages but at least if you know that that person is on that dating app as well or they're that looking. dating they're looking right because dude nothing worse nothing worse than cold calling for your penis you know what i'm saying just like sending out messages of like man dude i'm trying to get late <laughs> like i have no idea if you're interested or not so there has been another loneliness study done on the american people And they used one of the best-known tools for measuring loneliness, which apparently is the UCLA Loneliness Scale. So they surveyed 20,000 adults across the country. And they use a series of statements and a formula to calculate a loneliness score based on responses. Your scores will range from 20 to 80. People scoring 43 and above are considered to be lonely with a higher score suggesting a greater level of loneliness and social isolation. So then there's a lot of this, but I found a couple of sections of this that I found to be really interesting, at least to me. More than half of the survey respondents, 54% of them, as a matter of fact, said Fantone that they always or sometimes feel that no one knows them well. When you add sometimes in there, I think that's how the number gets to 54%. If you were to say just always, I want I wanted to see what the what the, the percentage of number what, like the percentage of people who said they always feel, feel that, way. that no one knows them well. When you add sometimes, I mean you once you add the word sometimes into how you feel, isn't it? Don't you feel sometimes every emotion there is? Yeah, um, I, I, I guess this is probably if you're going to say fifty four percent, is it safe to cut it in half and say twenty six percent? You sure. know what I'm saying? And that's, that's still a lot. Twenty seven percent. That's a lot of people. Fifty six percent reported that they sometimes or always felt like the people around them are not necessarily with them. I can't be surprised by that one. I think a lot of people understand that your friends aren't really your friends and that and that sometimes you have friendships that you've had that you've held on to forever because you've kind of known people forever. But ultimately, if you were going to make new choices from this point forward, you probably would not invite this person into your life. And so then, yeah, those people are ultimately not really with you. Um. I mean, I, I guess maybe this is just like, I think you have your inner circle where it's like you'd like to think those people were with you. That next circle out, I'm not surprised to feel that way about those people because like at that point when it comes to like friends, yeah, I mean, who like, you're right. Like, I mean, like who who are your drinking buddies? I don't right. know, just, just some dudes at the bar. Right. You know what I mean? For the most part. So I, I get that. It's all very sad, by the way. <laughs> two in five people felt like they'd lack companionship that their relationships are not meaningful and that they are isolated from others. That's pretty sad. Like when you think about the about how many people are married. Like I can that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this. I'm not married, right? And I live alone. And so a lot of people will assume that I'm lonely or that I'm miserable. I like everybody else can suffer all emotions. So there will be times where I am going through stages of loneliness. It's going to happen. I'm human. 
But I am not overall a lonely person. And I could not think of anything more desperate or sad or, like, honestly, a situation you need to end more than being married and feeling like you're alone. Like, how sad is that? You've chosen a life partner and you still feel like you're alone? I That's the biggest fear to me. It's not being... It, it, that is a huge fear to me. It's not like, oh my god, I'm only going to be able to sleep with one woman. I don't care about that at all. I'm old enough now, dude, where I've slept around enough. It's not like I need ten chicks. I don't. But the idea of spending the rest of my life with somebody who's going to make me feel alone, dude, the fear of that. And I want to get married once. I don't want to be married three times. I don't. I'm not knocking you if you have been, but I don't want it for my life. I want to do it once if I do it. And that makes you a little bit more discerning. It does. Do you think anybody walks into it and says, I want to be married three times? Like, I think people walk into it going, knowing that they, get, they okay. can get out. If the, if, it okay. does, if this doesn't go that well, I can always get out. Okay. And yeah, I think more than enough people go okay. into marriages that way. That's fair. And I don't want to do that, I guess, is what I'm saying. Half of all Americans view themselves as lonely. Half. The average loneliness score in America is 44, meaning you are lonely. That's pretty, like, that's pretty sad, right? Yeah. I mean, like, at the end of the day, I mean, I know you can say what you want to say about the country and the shape that it's in right now, but it's like, dude, we live in pretty good times. You know what I'm saying? And, like, if we can't find a level of contentness, of happiness, of, like, meaning within our lives right now, it just feels very, like, I don't know, like... Well, then what are we doing all this for? Like, what, what, what is? What, what are we doing this for? So there is growing evidence now that loneliness also kills you. They have what they're calling robust evidence that it that loneliness will increase risk for premature mortality. Yeah. And I think we've seen that. You've seen couples who have been married forever. One dies, and within thirty days, the other one goes. I think that that that's part of that reason. I think you're probably a lot less likely to take care of yourself because you feel like you have nothing invested you don't have anyone who's depending on you you don't have anything that cares you know so it's like well why why would i why would i make a healthy decision because who cares why would i go to the doctor i'm not worried about whether i die or not this survey also found that the younger generation surprise and i'm not surprised at all was lonelier than the older generations Members of Generation Z, born between the mid-90s and early 2000s, had an overall loneliness score of 48.3. Millennials, just a little bit older, scored 45.3. Now, we know what these reasons are. Your interactions with humans are less and less than they ever before. All of your interactions are digitized, and you're not hanging out in large social groups. And I think more than anything is like, well... Yeah, when you're younger, everything seems so dramatic. Like, of course you feel lonely then because you have all the feelings in the world. By the time you're 55, it's like, dude, I'm so grizzled and and, and I'm bitter at the world. And I don't, I, dude, the feelings don't even matter to me anymore. That's I don't a, have feelings. I'm 50. That's an interesting take because, the, dude, we are sold that loneliness is an old person's problem. But I was going to say, there's probably a flip side on that. Once you get past 65, 70, and literally everyone you know is just falling off the face of the planet, just dying left and right and you're just sitting there in that home in that nursing in that nursing nursing home front lobby with all the other old people just waiting to die that's probably a lonely feeling too oh it's the worst like 
I have always said, like, again, and I borrowed this from the movie Heat, where Robert De Niro, they ask him, they said, aren't you lonely? And he said, I'm alone. I'm not lonely. And that's kind of how I feel. Do I, are there times of it? Sure. Are there sometimes, like, I want to go do things, and because you don't have a traditional, like, partner, that you're like, eh, I really should, eh, I can't go do that by myself. Can't go to the zoo by myself. Can't no. go to the zoo by yourself. Can't do it. Can't do it. So you need somebody for that. But, uh, yeah, it, there's even that, even if it's, it pushes you out the door, even if it's not a big deal, like, sometimes it's just the fact that my girlfriend's like, no, idiot, get off the couch and go do something. Right. Like, it, 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 it's there to make you do something. Yeah. This is really sad. I just, I, again, like, I'm reading the tweets now from the audience. The guy says to me, I've been, I was married for four years, and I did everything by myself. That sounds bad. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not, I, I'm not looking to knock anybody, but that sounds like that's a fear of mine. That's horrific to me. We, we've talked about this before, and I think really what you're seeing a lot of example of here is people are so afraid of that. I'm going to be alone. Nobody's going to be there for me that I will push myself through this relationship, which obviously is leaving a, you know, there's issues within this relationship. I'll push myself through it just so I don't have to die literally alone. I say it all the time when we talk about this issue. My buddy Marty has the best he has the best theory on this ever which is for most people walking around the fear of dying alone far outweighs the fear of being with the wrong person and I don't know who's right because I have the fear the other way. I have a fear of being with the wrong person with somebody who makes me miserable I think you're you're, you're definitely the exception there. I I don't know Who's, what I'm saying is I don't know who's worse, right? Because my situation could be just as bad. You could sell it as just as bad as being with the wrong person, right? Like there's, the, the, I, So I don't know. I don't know who's right. I don't know who's wrong. But I just, it's, it's terrifying to me to think that that many people are listening to us right now, married, driving to work, and their better half's not in the car with them. And they're sitting there thinking to themselves, I wish he was talking about something else. And B, I can't, he's describing my life perfectly. Like, that to me is sad. So, Facebook getting into the dating game? Dude, jump in the pool, man, because we need help. The American, the human being needs help partnering ourselves up because we can't figure it out on our own. So, you know what, Mark Zuckerberg? Force me to vote for the wrong candidate and then force me to be with the wrong wife. Exactly right, dude. You just ruin everything, bro. Roll it on out. More Singers Ray Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 810. We'll get you guys hooked up with another $1,000. Part of that, I think it's something like $480,000 we're giving away or something like that. A lot of money. Yeah, it's a ton. It's a lot. So we'll pass out another $1,000. 810 this morning. You'll get your next keyword. I uh, I read this and I sometimes I, I, I forget about things like this because I'm not a parent. And neither is Fantone, but a lot of you are. And um, I would say that most of us are not as careful about what we post on social media as we should be. As a matter of fact, I just posted, the other day, I posted a picture of a car. um, And I did it in the parking lot of where I live. Now, Canton is a small town. Not real big. So, like, if you've been around, you can be like, dude, that's exactly where this is. So people were, like, hitting me up and go, dude, like, nice job. Now everybody knows where. It's like, dude, I don't care if people know where I live. I'm not afraid if people know where I live. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. I live on 6th Street Southwest downtown. I That's where I live. I understand for a lot of people, it's like, well, not that big of a deal, because really, if you own your house, it's not like I can't find out where you live anyway. Um, but Dude, if the, you have the internet, you can find anybody. At the same time, I mean, you know, being being smart with your privacy is not something that I'm going to scoff at. No, like, like I said, but finding where people live is easy. Like I said, I live on 6th Street Southwest downtown. That's where I live. Okay, Ooh, now we know where you live. It's like, I'm not afraid of that at all, right? But there are certain things you're doing on on social media that are leaving yourself open to things you wish were not happening, and especially if you're a parent. You forget sometimes that there are legit sick people out there. That there and I don't mean like cancer, I mean like sick, like okay. twisted people out there. And they are using these hashtags that you think are cute to search for pictures of your kids. So they have uh, naked pictures of your kids uh, like bath time, hashtag bath time or hashtag potty training. And I wouldn't again, I don't think about this stuff a lot because I don't have children. But of course, like when I read it, what are you doing? Like, of course, you're just inviting a pedophile to like search these things to look for naked pictures of your kids. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess it's like. Taking pictures of your children is obviously something you're going to do. Yes. And sharing pictures of your kids, I understand why you want to do that, but you do have to recognize there's some moments, some things that are going to be a little bit more likely to get yourself into a situation you don't want to be in than most, right? I mean, like, yes. naked, like, like kids in the bathtub. I know that's like, oh, it's an adorable old timey picture, but, yeah, but isn't a- that one of those things you pull out the picture? And you show people who are at Thanksgiving, but I'm not showing pictures. If you posted a photo of another person's child in a diaper running around the living room, and it's not your kid, isn't that technically posting child pornography? Well, if they're wearing a diaper, you know what I mean? Then then you're not naked. I, again, if we make it a female baby, do I have a different argument here? Like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't know, and I'm glad I don't know. yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know where these lines are necessarily drawn, but like you do have to recognize that like yes, there are predators out there. Um, you certainly are not immune to them. No, and you're giving them an in. So <laughs> these are, so dude, listen to some of these hashtags parents have used with their kids online, okay. and some of these are just dumb. But welcome to stupid people. You're allowed to have kids. Okay. Hashtag kids shower. These are all hashtags. So I'll skip saying that. Kids shower. Potty pants, naked child. What are you thinking, parent? What are you thinking? That's bad. Toilet training, toddler bikini. Weird. Weird. I don't like that either. Weird. What are you doing? Potty seat, bikini kids, kids bath time, naked kids, and bath time. Now, here's what I'm really perplexed about, is you no longer have to hashtag things for people to be able to search it. You can just search words now or phrases. I don't even think this needs to be, meaning if you just said, here's my kids at bath time, I think if you just search bath time, you can find what you're looking for Oh, yeah. It just hashtags make things easier. Yeah. It's not like, it's not, that's the only route to go. Yeah. If you, if, if, if I, you know, or if I put in my Facebook search bar, kids in bath, anything that my friends or anything like that have shared that say, hey, here's my kids in the bath, it is going to, you know, it'll pop up there. Imagine like a, a, a pedophile porn ring getting busted 
busted and you finding your three-year-old's photo in there because it was on Instagram. If it's your three-year-old in like a normal situation, like just wearing a bathing suit, like because it's, hey, it's, you know, we're we're at the pool or something. Sure. (sighs) I know. It's like, where do you draw the line? What do you do? Right. And like, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say like, is that still a... It's not like your kid was in a compromised situation, though. No. But you certainly don't want them involved in something like that. And you got to understand, for a pedophile who is attracted to young people, I am going to be attracted to a full-grown woman at, at at the pool. She's still dressed, but I'm attracted to her. A pedophile is going to be attracted to your kid whether they're dressed or not. So, let's say, and I mean, I know we're getting into like a... But let's say you want your kid to be a model or something, and they do a Target ad, which is like, hey, it's springtime, here's the bathing suits we're sure. buying. Is that any different? I mean, like putting your kids in, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Yes, and I think it's worse. I think, honestly, I, I worry about people who do that. I, um, I worry about what happens to your child. So my nine-year-old is in... Is in swimming and you know she wins her team wins a medal and the canton repository is like hey here's the nine-year-old you know what i'm saying like it's just a weird yes because again you're gonna take pictures of your kids like is for when you think about all the things people post on instagram and facebook your kids are at least something that are worthy of taking the photos of more so than you know cannolis or egg rolls or whatever the hell else that your appetizer was like then, yeah, I mean, I get people wanting to take pictures of their kids and document it, but you're leaving yourself open to huge pieces of controversy. Even if they're not in any sort of like, and I know like, you know, it's a child, so you shouldn't put anything through a sexual spectrum with them. But like, OK, let's remove them being in a bikini. Let's just say they're in normal clothing, normal clothing. And you you still find that that, that pedophile ring still had that picture of your kid. I guess I guess what it boils down to there is you're right. Your kid's not a victim, but at the same time, you don't want, I don't that. want that. You don't want that. So a guy is telling me, he's like, this is why I set all my things to private. And I understand that. I don't know enough about the private settings on Facebook. I I, I'll be honest with you. I don't. But my guess is that if you have posted things on the internet, even in private, they're anything but private. Do, do you really trust Facebook no. that much with your privacy? No. As, as we just got done talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that doesn't seem like a foolproof plan. So I know, because again, what, one of the other things that people are going to say to me is, is like, well, I'm only friends with people I actually know. Again, this is the internet, though. I don't know. You don't know the people you know all that You don't. Well. You think you know the people you know. You don't know, know the people you, don't, you know. You don't know all the people you know. You don't know. know the people you're related to. The you people that you're related to that are family that would hurt uh, you. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, it's I mean, easier to not have kids, dude. It, it feels <laughs> crazy to me to say to parents... Don't put pictures of your... Because that's what Facebook was kind of... I mean, not really. I mean, but like that's how it started to be used. Like, it was like, oh, you live in California. I live in Ohio. Here's pictures of the family so you can right. stay up to date. It was like, stay up to date with our lives. So, like, to tell people not to use this thing for one of the reasons it was essentially created outside of, like, being putting the college Facebooks online... Outside of that, this is the way primarily the American people were using it when it first rolled out. So to tell people not to do that seems like a little tinfoil hat-ish. But I got to tell you, dude, if I had a kid, I think I'd be worried about it. I really do. Be worried about everything if I had a kid. You know what I'm saying? What if you're just at the pool, your kid's wearing their bathing suit, and someone's taking pictures? It's like they have every right to take those pictures. I hope I have this woman's name right. I believe it's Jada. She's tweeting in and saying, I've said this for years on end. A sex offender should have a license plate colored red, just how drunk drivers get the gold ones. And, oh my God, sex offenders should be banned from the internet 
forever. Interesting. Maybe. I mean, maybe, right? It's going to very much turn into, well, how do you enforce that? Like, well, you, 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 is, is Spectrum c- cable now not allowed to sell? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, the real issue is you can't tell people they can't own a cell phone, right? Right. I mean, what do you? How, how do you enforce that? I guess you could disable the internet service on the cell phone. Uh, there's going to be problems in that. I understand the motivation and the desire yeah. to keep pedophiles off the internet. That I get. I think there are going to be a lot of issues in that. It's like, well, where do you draw the line? Which sex offenders? If you were peeing in public, do I not get to use the internet? And there's going to be a lot in that. But I understand the desire and where that comes from. Your shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. You're about to get $1,000 richer here momentarily. This Apu drama for Matt Groening and the rest of the crew over at The Simpsons will not go away. People are unhappy now because they addressed, like, for those of you that don't know, there was a documentary that says the problem with Apu, right? And Apu is like, he works at, like, the local convenience store in Springfield, and again, it's a cartoon for crying out loud, so I don't know how accurate a cartoon is supposed to be, but they, um... You know, he kind of he works at the at the convenience store, and it's a little bit of a stereotype. But again, the cop is you know a a total you know drawn as a pig. Um, you know, there's Fat Tony, there's the comic book store owner that's a stereotype. That's all this show is is stereotypes. That's all it is. It's one big stereotype. What's the only difference is is that we've become weak, feeble-minded morons who are convinced that everything is supposed to offend us and that we are not being treated fairly. We are being moved around the board because we're fat and dumb. And it's starting to get annoying. And this is a little refreshing because Matt Gronig, again, was pressed on this the other day and has come out and said, look, I'm proud of the work we do on the show. And when asked about Apu, he said, I think it's a time in our culture where people love to pretend that they're offended. And I agree that most of the time what this is, is pretend. And I also said about the when this first broke a few weeks ago. What did I say? That this guy who did this documentary, who wrote this blog about it, is now living in America where your life is really easy and you got a bunch of free time laying around and so you've got time to think about how awful your life is. When in reality, dude, it's pretty good. And you're just looking to create problems where there are no problems. And it's refreshing to see somebody like Matt Gronig, who's been wildly successful, probably arguably the best thing to come out of Portland since Nike, is saying to you, no, you are not dragging my entertainment, this thing I created, you are not dragging it to this sanitized place that you want it. You are not doing that to us. And what Matt Groening here is really doing is fighting for everybody else who makes art. This is much like what I'm constantly told LeBron James has to take as much money as he possibly can get from teams. Otherwise, the guys underneath him won't get paid as much. This is the exact same thing. Matt Groening is standing up for people who create art and say, no, you are not washing this away. I am doing it my way. It's been wildly successful forever. There were never any real complaints about this. This is a new world issue. Stop being a puss and I'm not changing for you. And I love it. 
and I love it. Because what this is, is this is success standing up and saying, no, I am not afraid of you. You cannot defeat me. You can beat lesser shows, but you can't beat The Simpsons. I am Matt Groening. I am one of the most successful and honestly profitable TV people in the last 50 years. And I'm not going to run and hide and cower from you because you have a keyboard in your pocket with nothing else to do. I love this. I love it. Finally, a guy in Hollywood with a pair of balls who's going to look back at people and say, you know what? No. Do all your boycotts. Threaten my advertising. Do it. I don't care. I will outlast you. And Matt Groening is right. That entire show is based on stereotypes. And here's the problem. If you give in on Apu, then you have to give in on Fat Tony. Then you got to give in on the cop. Then you got to give in on Homer being a dumb husband. Then you got to give in on this. And before you know it, you don't have entertainment. You just don't have it. Matt Groening, dude, I got to tell you, I haven't watched the I haven't not watched the Simpsons routinely and it got it's been probably 10 years. But I am the newest and biggest fan you have, bro, because you're standing up for everybody else that creates art and says, no, you are not dragging us to this place of sanitation where nothing will be entertaining anymore. You are not doing it out of your boredom because you have nothing else to do. Good for you, Simpsons. Good for you. Your shot at $1,000 right now. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out another $1,000 coming up at 9.10 this morning. Earlier on the program, we did a list from Vibe Magazine of the top 10 like best rappers of all time. One of the guys that was not on the list was Kanye West. Yay. Now, you got to wonder and be curious if Kanye was left off this list because of this new tweet storm that's been happening and some of these interviews he's been doing. And my guess is, yes, that that's one of the reasons why Vibe Magazine wanted to leave him off their list. Two years ago, we were told Kanye West was one of the best rappers ever, a visionary, a genius, all these things. Now, because he's saying things that people disagree with, they are turncoating on this dude faster than I've ever seen. Why do you think that, I mean, like... Because the, because he's disagreeing with them. Okay. There, there's no other reason. It's okay. because they're because he's disagreeing with them. And they don't like it. And they're worried that other people are going to start to think for themselves and go, you know what? He is kind of right about this. All right, maybe he's crazy about this. But they're worried people are going to a la carte and pick and choose things from both sides of the aisle that they want to agree with. And that's the last thing people want. That's the last thing social media wants is you have to think everything we think. That's just the way they are. I learned it yesterday about the Avengers. You make fun of the Avengers, man, and people are out on you. You, I, you have to think everything they think or they want to tear you down and take away what they feel as if they gave to you. That's how people are. It's just the way they are. So Kanye West now is in a little bit of damage control mode because he was in an interview with TMZ, and this is not a controlled environment the way your Twitter keyboard is. That he was being asked questions. He was being pressed for things. He was answering things in live moment, and he got caught up. And admittingly, even though I've been getting the back of Kanye West for a few days now and saying, dude, you got to let people be who they are. Let him think what he thinks. He thinks this. It's fine. It's fine. He may have gone a little. I don't know if I'm the right guy to, to say this or not, but he may have gone a little too far in some of these comments here. We have this interview for you. This was from TMZ. We're going to play pretty much the entire clip we have, and we'll run it now. I don't think people necessarily understand what happened last week with the great Ameri- uh, Make, yeah, Make America, America great, great Again hat. What are you trying to do with the message you're sending? Well, it was really just my subconscious. It was a feeling I had, you know, like people were taught how to think 
we're taught how to feel. We don't know how to think for ourselves. We don't know how to feel for ourselves. People say feel free, but they don't really want us to feel free. And uh, that's true. I felt a freedom. And first of all, just doing something that everybody tells you not to do. I just love Trump. That's my boy. Like, uh, you know, it's like so many rappers. You'll look at a video of Snoop Dogg loving Trump, but then he get in the office and I don't love him. Like, well, that's that's okay though. It is okay. It is okay to kind of like somebody and be able to be put up with their shortcomings when they're just a businessman in the community in New York, maybe a real estate developer and this and that. It is okay. But when running the country, it's okay to have a different standard for who you want in there. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I definitely think that's a that's a fair assessment. That the, 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 those are two very different things that we're talking about. I'm fine but with When that. he talks about, you know, I, I felt this freedom in just doing something that other people told me, I guess my problem with that is, is like... If you're just going to be contrarian, if you're just going to be like, well, you're doing this, therefore I'm doing that, I don't really think that's free thinking. I think that's just being like the opposite just to do it. You know what I mean? You're right. If that's solely what it is, then it's not necessarily freedom of thought. It is just, I'll just do this to do it. I just love Trump. That's my boy. Like, uh, you know, it's like so many rappers. You'll look at a video of Snoop Dogg loving Trump. But then he get in the office and I don't love him. Like, Trump is one of rap's favorite people, no, right? But we, we, we talk about <laughs> yeah. this, that before he was yeah. elected president, people yeah. in hip-hop, they, it, was, it was an in thing to put Donald Trump yeah. in your... Well, the difference there, though, too, is that Trump is an easily rhymed word. And very, he's a celebrity too. It's not yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Like you know him. You, you, yeah, I mean, there's he's a celebrity. So like, of course you're going to use him as opposed to some other generic rich dude. And easy to rhyme. To rhyme somewhere. Yeah. And by the way, right. I am in hip hop, but I'm not just in hip hop. I'm a black person in a black community, but I'm not just that. I feel like one thing is people try to minimize me to artists, hip hop. Uh, and he's right. This happens, and it happens to all people. As a matter of fact, this is a piece of fiction entertainment. But in the show, in one of the shows, one of my favorite shows ever, The West Wing, they're talking about gay marriage. And this is before it became legal in, in, in the country everywhere and all that, right? And a congressman who is gay is arguing for they should not pass this law. And, and, and one of the guys in the show says, Congressman, you're gay. And he says, you got to stop making my life about one thing I am. It's not solely that. And that if we do this, it's going to open the floodgates for other things and this and that. Stop making me one thing. And that's what we do to people. We do want to make, we do, it, there is a side of America who wants Kanye West to be in the black box of things and just, dude, argue the things that we're arguing and stay on, on point. There are also people who want him to just be an artist. And I think what you're seeing here is a genuine artist saying, dude, look, I am multidimensional. I am like most other things. I, there's going to be multiple sides to me and I have no problem with it. A black person, a black community, but I'm not just that. I feel like one thing is people try to minimize me to artists, hip hop, uh, black community. Yeah, I'm always going to represent that, but I also represent the world. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. See, that's far. He's making the point there that, that that you were enslaved for 400 years, and he goes on, well, well and we are going to run it, but he does make the point that it's like they had the numbers. So ultimately, were you choosing to be enslaved? This is where he starts to lose me a little. Sorry. No, it's all good. It's no, right. <laughs> but we, we we talk about yeah. this that before he was yeah. elected president. It it just it's it's a little it's a little disrespectful to the history of what happened. I think a little bit. Years for four hundred years. That sounds like a choice. <laughs> like you was there for four hundred years, and it's all of y'all. You know, like. 
it's like we're we're mentally in prison. I like the word prison because slavery goes too too direct to the uh, idea of blacks. It's like slavery, Holocaust, Holocaust Jews, uh, slavery is blacks. So prison is something that unites us as one race, blacks and whites being one race, uh, mm. that we're one, we're, we're the human race. Do you feel that I'm feeling, do, do you feel that I'm being free and I'm thinking free? This is Kanye West talking to one of the TMZ reporters across the room at this point. So he's an African American. Yeah. He was talking to Harvey Levine, uh, Harvey Levin, to start the interview Wait, out. This up? is a this is a an African American member of the TMZ staff who uh, you can tell has issues with what Kanye has been doing recently. Do you feel that I'm feeling? Do Do you feel that I'm being free and I'm thinking free? I actually I actually don't think you're thinking anything. I think what you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. And the reason why I feel like that is because, because Kanye, Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. But there is fact just and real world, real life consequence behind everything that you just said. And while you are making music and being an artist and living the life that you've earned by being a genius, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Frankly, I'm disappointed, I'm appalled, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. Wow. Bro, you gotta be responsible, man. Bro, I'm sorry you I gotta, hurt you. You gotta be responsible. Though. I'm sorry I nah, hurt you, man, bro. bro. Your voice is too big. You got now, see, I have a problem with the, what that man said to Kanye West. And I'm going to go back to LeBron James here. Remember? I think it was last year in the playoffs. Somebody spray-painted the N-word on LeBron's house. Remember? There were people who, who even thought LeBron faked it because that's the world we live in. But remember, LeBron kind of came out there and said, no matter how much celebrity you have, no matter how much money you have, no matter how popular you are, you're still black in America. So I will say to this TMZ reporter who's screaming at Kanye West for disagreeing with him, which, again, I have a problem with. Kanye West is a celebrity. He's got all the money, but he's just like LeBron James. He's still marginalized by his race in America, right? If it's true of LeBron, it's still true of Kanye. So don't make it sound like you deal with these struggles and Kanye doesn't because the entire world stopped and admitted LeBron still does. So yeah. if LeBron has to deal with it, so does Ye. So, but doesn't it make it considerably easier when you're able to present yourself a life where you yes. don't necessarily have to deal with yes, like... Yes, but me the problem is, is that when I said that about LeBron James, that I was attacked for it because, dude, well, it, it, it be, that I got accused of dismissing... His trials and tribulations. Can't can't both things be true though? As we sit here and talk, now I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying, can't both things be true? Where yes, you still have this this issue, but it's obviously considerably easier when you're a celebrity of that nature. Yes, it's it, it's much like being intelligent in life. It's going to make your life a little bit easier. So having money, having fame, is going to make problems that all people have a little bit easier to deal with. But again, we this is how funny these. The, 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 just look at the very difference in presentation of those conversations. When LeBron saying, "I still have to deal with." 
with it. The entire country stops and says, well, he's right. I mean, he's right. And now, because we don't like what Kanye's saying, it's perfectly acceptable to look at him and be like, bro, you're rich and famous. You don't deal with racism. But there was and against- it's crazy to say that this guy, rich and famous, still does deal with racism, and this guy doesn't. But there was a considerable part of the country that said that thing was faked. You know what I'm saying? Like, so- well, I don't know how considerable, but there were people who said so, it. So, so with that being said, I mean, yes, there's going to be people who feel differently on things, and I, I think if we're going to come to a common sense, like, in the middle, I think that's where it lies. I just think it's dangerous to tell Kanye West not to say what he wants to say because he doesn't deal with the struggles of racism when in reality we had to pause and we had to, like, fawn over the fact that LeBron James had to deal with it even though he's rich and famous. These things have got to stay steady across the line. They have to. Now, the hero worship of, of Kanye West on the other side, on the conservative side, has been a little gross. Like, two years ago, you thought Kanye was a moron. And so, like, to think that he's super brilliant not just now because he's agreeing with you, I don't think he's any more brilliant than he was two years ago. I do like the fact that Kanye is picking and choosing a la carte from both sides of the aisle because that's where most of us need to be. Now, when asked yesterday, Kanye West, well, you know, he said, hey, there's half of the stuff Trump does I do not I do not that's approve fine. of. Now, when he was asked, well, what are, what are the things you do approve of? What are the statements you do agree with? What positions do you do agree with? The only thing he came up with was that he did the impossible. Do you feel like that kind of like weakens his position that yes. he couldn't come up with? Uh, that, that's not great. That if you're going to talk about the things that you like that he does have, that I would have three or four off the top of my head ready to rip, ready to go. Yes, I would admit that that was probably not the best look for Kanye. That was the thing yesterday when I saw that, when he was pressed, like, hey, what do you support here? And he couldn't come up with anything. That reaffirmed to me that this is all just him doing this for attention. I don't think it's all attention. I think there is a, I, there is no doubt there's a component of attention built into it because he's a marketing machine as all artists are. There would, it would be wildly irresponsible to not admit that that's part of it. However, I do think that there's a little bit of Matt groaning here in Kanye where he's like, you know what, dude, I'm successful enough. I'm married to the baddest bitch in the game. She's got more money than all of you. I can do, I can withstand you. I can withstand you boycotting me. The rest of these sissy artists can't because they're reliant and dependent on your money and I am not. And so the, I think that the, what you're seeing here is a little bit of freedom coming out and he doesn't feel like I have to be this guy anymore. I can kind of do that. Now I would like for him when pressed for what he likes to be able to come up with a better list than that. I would agree that that's not great and it does lend itself to this just being mass marketing. I don't believe so. I think it's probably 80% of it. I will go that far and say it's 80% album sales, 20% like, I can finally admit things out loud that I want to admit and not have to worry about what comes. Very much like the Matt Groening thing with the uh, with the Simpsons of Pooh problem. I think it's very, very similar. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Kansas Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9.9.10 is when you get hooked up with another $1,000. Missed anything yesterday? Podcast at WRQK.com. I'll save you the time. It's pretty much just me screaming about how bad the Avengers movie is. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I've never seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> by the way, I'm just hating on it because I just hated the, the first two. I just thought the first two were abysmal bad. And then I tried watching that Civil War movie, and that one I didn't get. And, like, I, I don't know. Like, the first X-Men movie, pretty good. The first Iron Man movie, pretty good. The first X-Men movie was terrible, bro. That was so bad. All right, that one really... sucked, All right, dude. honestly, I'm trying to give the comic book 
like queers like a bone. Like I honestly, I don't remember the first X Men movie at all. It could have been terrible for all. I it know. was. It was bad. Okay, I, I I can't remember it. I thought the first Iron Man movie was all right. The next two were terrible, and they're just not for me. That's it. But uh, dude, I pissed some dude off yesterday. Not actually more than one. Like multiple people were like furious with me. As a matter of fact, guys on my Facebook page were like, you know, I don't understand. It's like, dude, and then the guy's like, I'm just interacting with you. This is what you wanted. It's like, dude, I don't want, that's not what I wanted at all. I was just giving out my opinion. I don't, going back and forth with you about it, it's not what I wanted at all. So it turns out there is a new dating thing that's worse than ghosting. Now, for those of you that don't know what ghosting is, is this is when you've slept with somebody, you've kind of been out with them a couple of times or whatever, but you're like, I'm done. They don't need to know I'm done. I'm just going to fall off the face of the planet, stop texting, stop you know, coming by. And I have recently just done this to somebody. Okay, ghosting. And she kept asking me when there was, you know, my text started to become less and less frequent. She was like, are you starting to ghost me? And I, and I actually, at that point, I wasn't. But then sure, sure enough, something happened. And I was like, all right, I'm done. And I just walked away from it. Okay. Now, I understand there's some things that you can just walk away from and it's done, it's over with. Um, don't you feel most relationships, especially after you've had sex, isn't like at least the conversation worth something? Or? If, you, if you've had sex, you should probably have a conversation as a grown-up, okay. yes. Yeah, ultimately, ghosting is not what a, a, a grown-up does. Kind of a coward's breakup, right? A little bit. Okay. A little bit, absolutely. But there's something worse now, they're saying, than ghosting, and it's called orbiting. Okay. And what orbiting is, is this is going back to the person you've ghosted. And you're not messaging them. You're not, but you've now like left and have gone away weeks on end. But now you're starting to watch Snapchat stories of them. And you're kind of like creeping back in. And I have just orbited somebody the other day and I didn't realize that's what I was doing. And I don't think that that's, I guess that's what we're going to find out. We're going to find out if what I did was orbiting right now, we'll use the Matt Fantone, uh, like, I don't know, expertise, we'll okay, call it. We go. Like, we'll let you be judge and jury on okay. this. Okay. So same girl, right? We had gone out a couple of times. We made out once, twice, maybe no sex, never had sex, right? Okay. All right. I started to get, gather some really serious red flags of what it would be if I was to go to bed with this woman and what might happen. Now, I don't know that those were for sure going to happen, but I felt like, ah, dude, seen this movie before, not risk it, let's pull up, let's abort mission and not do it. For whatever reason, you decided you did not want to have sex and with her, and that's, that, that's certainly your prerogative to do so, I'm allowed friend. to. I'm allowed to decide yes. I don't want to have sex with anybody yes. I want whenever yes, I are. want. Yes, you right? are. I'm allowed to do that. You're not obligated to bang anybody. So then I just backed out of said situation, ghosted, pulled up, was like, nah, we're good, too many red flags, your boy's out. Now, yes, is it still ghosting because you didn't say something, you didn't have a fight, there was just kind of a disappearance, yes, but when you don't have sex, I'm going to give you, it's not that bad yet, okay. So orbiting is when you go back to the person you've ghosted and mm-hmm. start, and people know, like when you watch their Instagram stories, when you watch their Snapchat stories, they know, it shows you who's watching what, Right. So what they're saying is orbiting is you've already ghosted this person and now you're going back and watching stuff on their social media platforms. Okay, even if you're just going and liking their pictures on Facebook, still in the realm of orbiting yes, there. Okay. that's what they're okay. saying. Okay. They didn't even go as far as like to interact other than just view. Viewing, okay. Right? So I did this the, this other day to a woman that I had, to the woman that got ghosted. I was in the bathroom like all of us. I was here in the office and I had a couple of minutes to kill and God forbid you just think for yourself right. for a minute. Like, right. God forbid you take a couple of minutes to be with yourself. And I couldn't do it. 
And so I was looking through Snapchat stories and I looked through like three or four of her things. Now, this was not an attempt on my part to get her to start communicating with me again to like, let's start this relate. Like, let's. All right. I changed my mind. Let's have sex. I was just checking on this from pure boredom standpoint. Is that orbiting? Well, because I do think I orbited somebody else yesterday on purpose. Well, and we'll get to that story. here. I was going to say when you masturbate. Yes. Then at that point, it is orbiting, my friend. Yes. But as far as this goes, did you considering that you watched three or four different things? So it's not like it just popped up in your feed. You saw the picture and you quickly moved on available to me. But you went through three or four of them. Well, you kind of open them and it kind of shows you like everything Uh, in that timeline. You could have backed out, right? I could have backed out, did not back out, watched them all. So, yeah, at that point, it wasn't like... Surprise, he thinks I'm guilty. If a picture of your ex-girlfriend or or, some ex, some some chick that you used to sleep with just pops up in your Facebook feed, you see it, and you have that moment of feeling, that's not the same as orbiting because it was thrusted upon you. You you divulged it. You leaned into it. You continued to give that, 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 that... that, that orbit, you gave it some some you know some power there. Now I do believe I orbited another person directly yesterday on purpose, and I will admit that I was trying to do something with this. Now this is not somebody I ghosted. This was a girl I was in a relationship with, and we broke up. We broke up. There were a couple of things that she just lived a little too far. There were a couple of other things that were probably going to make it to where we could not be in a full relationship for very long. We ended up ending that. But I saw something in a bar yesterday that I knew she would want to see. I texted her. I said, I, you had to see this. And she was like, oh, my God, I want that. So sure enough, I asked the bartender. I said, hey, when you guys are done with that, can I have it? And she said, yeah, we'll give it to you after June when we're done with it. And so I texted her back and I said, hey, I've, I talked to the bar. They're going to give me this thing that you want. When it's done, I'll grab it for you. And I did. Full disclosure. I reached out and I did this yesterday because what I want to have happen is I want to say, no, I'll hand deliver this to you. I want to be invited in and I want to have sex with this woman again. And for some reason, even though I think she'd be into it, like I think honestly I could call her and be like, hey, I'm going to be in town Friday night. You want to hang out? You want to go out? want to grab drinks? And I think she would know. And I think even she would say yes. But for some reason, the fear of maybe she's saying no because I broke up with her has me where I won't directly flat out ask. Especially if you're asking, uh, hey, do you want to hang out? Hey, do you want to go get drinks? And, and what you're really meaning to say is, hey, do you want to have sex? She's going to see through that. She knows. She's, she not, knows. she's not an idiot. And so I think, yeah, I, so I don't know. And she's always, she'll always like text back. She'll always like, inter- yeah. and so I can't tell. It's like, do you want to have sex with me again too? And the fact that, the fact that you... Because I kind of want to do that. Because you you saw something, thought of her, and then decided to push it down, push it further down the road, right there. I do that a lot with her. So, like, yes, at the end of the day, that is definitely that fits fits one hundred percent of of orbiting. I Look guess. at me get my spacesuit. I'm ready for Trump's <laughs> space program. I'm ready. Get me up there. I'm the first space marine ever. I'm totally down to do it. Your shot at a thousand dollars. Nine ten on Rock one hundred six nine. The Stansberry Show. Rock one hundred six nine. Oh six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock Pass out that thousand dollars here momentarily. So I can't believe you didn't hit me over the head with this as, as soon as I got here this morning, Fantone. I thought for sure I didn't hear about this till just now, and I can't believe you haven't been on me about it all morning. But WWE superstar Kane, who once choke slammed me full and full like like. 
uh, like outfit and everything in a in a former radio studio. Kane wants choke slam me. WWE superstar Kane, known by his real name of Glenn Jacobs, has won the Republican nomination for the mayoral race in Tennessee. This is out of Knoxville. Jacobs collected 14,633 votes, narrowly edging out Brad Anders, who had 14,616 votes. This is 17 votes. Wow. Wow. So I would imagine wow. when you get when it's that close, because they both came in with 36% of the vote, and it came down to 17 votes. So my guess is we recount at 17, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Within the margin of error, of course. That's not even like... That's not even like partisan bickering. That's like, no, dude, you legit need to do a recount there. That's not sour grapes. That's like, eh, dude, it's pretty close. We Maybe better, we miscount. Right. We better, we better take care of that. Now, this article I'm reading from BleacherReport.com says he will face off with Linda Haney, who won the Democratic primary after defeating Rhonda Galman and Rebecca DeLoa. The final mayoral election will be held on August the 2nd. So am I then to read this to say that maybe the recount that we were wrong and will not be happening? He says he's going to face off. Now, is that just them... Assuming that this will hold Assuming up. victory, yeah, I would, uh, uh, it sounds like to me. Glenn Jacobs, lighting the way for our future is the, is the tagline there. And I'm sure it's lighting the way for our future because when Kane came out to the ring, he would raise his arms up and then fire would light up through the, through, through the ring right there. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, listen, I love pro wrestling, dude. I do. It's like my favorite thing in the world. Ever. Like, it is, you know, and just reminding everybody May 19th, the house party going down at the OCW arena. Jimmy Shane, new OCW heavyweight champion. Um, but when it comes down to it, what are the qualifications of Glenn Jacobs? Is this strictly, hey, I'm a pro wrestler, therefore I'm a celebrity and I have money to do this? Or does this guy have some sort of qualifications? Because as far as I know, and as far as I can assume here, this this feels very like, what are, what are we doing, guys? Why are we voting for this person? Hmm. I guess I would like you to have served your community in some way before just becoming the mayor of the city. Um... I mean, there's city councils you could be on. There's school boards you could be on. I, I But I don't know that Glenn Jacobs was. I don't know right. that Kane wasn't. I don't know that. Okay? But I agree with you that I would like you to have served your community in one way, some fashion, before like becoming the mayor of it. And that this celebrity-turned-politician is really weird. And this is... I think it ultimately then backs up what I've always said about politics. Which is, I think these the, these celebrities turn politician are doing it for the same reason what I've always told you is, dude, it's just a license to steal. It's just a job where you get paid a lot of money for not really ultimately doing a whole lot. It's much like being a weatherman. It's like, dude, if you get the weather wrong, nobody's throwing you out of the building. There's a little bit of guesswork in it. And there's a little bit of you driving around right now going, well, that's being the mayor's not the same. Dude, do you know what the mayor did yesterday? Tell me what the mayor did yesterday. You don't know. You do not know. Tell me who the mayor is. Yeah, most I was people say, I bet who? wouldn't know. What? Not not most. I mm. would say there's a good portion of people listening don't know who the mayor of Canton is. Mm. I, and I'll say this this is honestly a little egregious. I'll throw myself under the bus right here. Okay? This is egregious. As a guy who holds this position, this should not be true of me. I don't know who the mayor of Maslin is, and I don't know who the mayor of Alliance is. I don't know those. I don't know their names. Now, I probably do, and if I saw them, I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. I just forgot it. But you take my point. We don't know the things we pretend to know. Nobody, myself included. 
Now, I know who the mayor of Canton is. I live here. And so, yeah, I guess maybe you could make that argument. Well, why do you need to know Maslin's mayor? You don't, you don't live there. But again, having this position and servicing the community the way I do in this position, I feel like I should know that. Like, I should have that information readily available. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge supporter of getting involved on a local level when it comes to politics. I just want to make sure that I'm not just voting for a celebrity. I mean, and like I said, dude, Kane could be 100% versed qualified. in these things and for qualified and egg sure. on my face and shut up, Phantom. You don't know what you're talking about. But like, it, I don't think it's out of the realm of, of, of concern here. And yesterday during that Kanye West song, I think it really spoke to it. And one of the things he said he really liked about Trump was that it proved I can be the president. And I just don't want celebrities to have that thought that, well, dude, I, I did something. I was in a movie. I made a rap song. I was a pro wrestler. Therefore, I'm not qualified to run the city, run the state, run the country, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like that adds up. And just to put it out there, I don't want Oprah to be the president. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't like, oh, well, you just hate him because he's a Republican. It's no, dude. I, I want qualified people to be in these positions. Yeah, I, 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 you and I are in lockstep on that. I would agree. I'm hearing that Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane, was also a school teacher. Okay. okay. I again, I get my sister-in-law is a school teacher. Actually, now she's not. She's a provost of a private university and is a college professor at UNLV on the side. She's a wildly brilliant woman. Brilliant. Like literally, I don't know if I've ever met anybody smarter than my sister-in-law Roxanne. Like legitimately, I don't want her to be mayor of Las Vegas tomorrow. I, you know what I mean? Like I don't think that I, I don't think that those things necessarily correlate. I don't think they're the same thing. I would like a little bit of public service on some level before just making you mayor. I do worry that this hero worship, this celebrity worship that, that we have is putting these people in positions of this. But I don't know that Kane's not qualified. I don't. I'm not going to go overboard and say, what are we doing putting a stupid wrestler in there? Like, I, I, it, That's not my problem. But I like Fantone. I, I, let, let's, let's let adults be adults. President The Rock coming up soon. It's, it's going to happen. President The Rock. On the I way. think it might be worse. I think it may be worse than that, dude. Like, I think, honestly, there's a legit chance, like, we get a celebrity president, and it's like, oh, God. Because I think The Rock would even at least be, like, good intention and would actually try. But what did I say two years ago on the program? I predicted it, that it would be The Rock versus Mike Rowe, right? Like, that's what I had said, that it's going to be The Rock v. Mike Rowe. And I'm sticking with it. I think there's a very good chance that that ends up happening, I, which is strange times. But if you do this for a living, what a good thing to have happen. Oh, the stories. You'll get more Sands Ray Show after getting this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. ROCK 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on ROCK 106.9. I do have some concert tickets to pass out. It is still National Concert Week, by the way. Uh, Live Nation offering you $20 concert tickets to some huge shows. I know if you log on to ncwlivenation.com, that's how you take advantage of those $20 tickets, but we will pass some of those out before the end of the program. Hearing from the audience that came super big into politics as we were talking about how we won the mayoral, um, we won the GOP, pri- like, like the primary to like run for mayor. Like He has not become mayor as of yet, but I'm hearing from uh, the audience who is big into wrestling who was telling me, dude, he's super into politics. That if you listen to his interviews, like he's educated on it, he, like he knows what's going on. It's like, okay, well, right. I mean, dude, people gotta start somewhere. You know what I mean? Like you do. You you, you gotta start somewhere, and I'm I'm perfectly okay with it. And I think this country does a bad job 
of when somebody gets famous for something, we like to keep them in that box, and you shall only be that. Right, we stick do, to wrestling, stick to basketball, stick, stick to, to rapping. Right, right. We do a bad job of that in this right. country. And so I don't know that he can't do it. It's, it's right in the middle there because we do do a bad job of that, but we also do a bad job of, well, dude, you can dunk a basketball, therefore you're qualified to tell me about, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and it goes you, both ways. There's, you've you've yeah. got to find the, 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 the common sense in that. I would agree. Yes, there, there, there's very much truth in that. I need to ask you a question about you All right. that I don't know the answer to. All right. I feel like we know everything about each other at this point, but okay, okay what, are, what do we got here? Are you a collector of anything? Do I consider myself a collector of anything? I mean, you got wrestling figures from when you were a kid, yeah. but you don't collect them. No, but yeah, but that's not like that's not like I'm going out looking for new stuff. And I'm going to say no to this because I think at this point in my life, I don't want more stuff. Like the concept of like, Clutter. man, right? The concept of like, dude, what if you had every wrestling action figure from your kid and from your from your childhood, and you were still buying them today? And like, wouldn't that be cool? You'd have all this stuff, and no, because then I'd have all that stuff, and what am I doing with it? So, so no, I really don't. I think from a traditional sense, I don't think I'm a collector of anything. I bring this up because, again, I'm constantly told you just hate everything. You don't like anything. You just hate it all. And I stumbled across a documentary yesterday on Netflix that has been on my list to watch for a while. Watched it, and I loved it. And right. It's called Sneakerhead. And this is all about people who, like, collect tennis shoes, sneakers, right? And now Jordans are, like, the big brand to get, right? That's, like, the big name thing. And, like, and now – but I had no idea what was going on in shoes. I like shoes. But you cannot call me a sneakerhead because I don't know about – colorways and collabs and like all this stuff they were teaching me in this documentary, which I found very, very interesting. And one of the things that came out of this documentary, and this is where people always want to shift blame. And I I noticed it and I was like, all right, here's a great reason for me to talk about this documentary that I think you should watch. It's called Sneakerhead and I enjoyed it. But we in this country love to shift blame off of ourselves and we want to make other people responsible for the actions that we do. And this documentary proved it to me without a shadow of a doubt. So what Nike will do partially with these releases is they will do limit, like limited releases. Like Scott from winningfornextyear.com is a sneakerhead. Like that dude is on Nike.com every day trying to get like exclusives. And they, dude, yeah. he is a sneakerhead. What they'll do is they'll do like a raffle system where like you say, yes, I want to buy these shoes. And they give out 500 Option like five hundred winners get to buy them. If right. you don't, if you don't, if your name's not drawn, you don't get to buy the shoes. So there's also these things that they'll do where they will only do store releases, but then they'll do they'll pick like a handful of stores. So there'll be two in Brooklyn, one in Chicago, one in LA, right? And so what happens then? There's a collection of people waiting outside the store, waiting for the store to open, right? And so you know this is just like Black Friday. Those doors open, what happens? People get trampled because people are trying to get these shoes that are only available for a limited time. Now, what Nike is doing there is creating demand, which is smart business. Harley-Davidson was one of the first American companies to do this. Harley-Davidson understood that if you had to wait for a Harley, all of a sudden you wanted it more. So they underproduced for years to create demand. It's really, really smart. It is really, really smart. Now, it's kind of gone the other way with Harley now. They put too many bikes out on the street, and I hear that they're looking to rethink a little bit of the model there. I'm not an expert in business. I've been told a couple of times. I won't speculate there. But that is something that Harley did early on in their business. And I think you're seeing other companies kind of follow suit now. And what happened, though, is people got trampled. 
And so then the tone of the documentary changes. Then the sad music comes in. And then it becomes about the fact that it's the shoe company's fault because they're creating demand that when the doors open, you trample one another. No, you don't get to blame Nike for this. Not because they created a limited release and you might not get one is not a reason for you to pummel another human being. You have got to stop looking to shift blame for your inability to act as an adult in public when you might not get what you want and place it on Nike's responsibility because you don't know how to act while waiting in line. We have got to stop. You were begging for a nanny state at that point. You were begging for a police state at that point. You need to be able to control your emotions, control your actions, and act as a grown-up in a, in a situation where you might not get what you want and show up earlier this and that. But we are not going to shift the blame to companies because you can't act like an adult over a pair of tennis shoes that you're probably too old to own. Like, when I saw that in there, I was like, oh, my God. Like, we just don't want to take responsibility for ourselves at all anymore. We just want everybody to make it so bubble wrap that we don't have to be decent. You have to be decent when you walk outside your front door. And you're going to have to realize that. And all Nike's doing is creating demand for their product, which at the end of the day is smart, smart business. If you're into collecting at all, shoes at all, or just even like pop culture, Sneakerhead on Netflix was excellent. We'll pass out some of those National Concert Week concert tickets. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. About to pass out some national concert concert tickets for you. We have Event Sevenfold and Prophets of Rage tickets. Breaking Ben Five Finger Death Punch tickets. Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie. Also Slayer. Part of that list. We'll let you take your pick. Pretty good. Coming up here momentarily. Uh, We got into a conversation earlier this morning around 6.45 um, that we read an article from Vibe Magazine about the top 10 best rappers. And there were a few egregious things. Like, Like Tupac wasn't even on the list. And um, so it's been a few hours now. A lot of people on Twitter have like responded and asked like, and I'm interested to get your opinion because this woman who listens to us, Shannon, says she feels like one of the Beastie Boys should have been on the list, at least one of them. Eh, Are they really the best rappers? I think they make great songs. I'm not sure they're great rappers. And and if you can't even pick which one, you know what I'm saying? Like, who's who's the standout rapper of the Beastie Boys? She's also saying Bone from a skill level standpoint. Again, they're quick. But again, do most people know who's rapping when inside of Bone? Yeah, you can't just say this group. It's the rapper. Who from Bone are you talking about? Yeah, she stays pretty consistent Mm. here, too, because she's also telling me run DMC from an influence standpoint. Yes, I think what Vibe was doing is they were actually, if you look at their list, and again, we ran it down. It'll be in today's podcast if you missed it. They ran it down. I think they were legitimately talking ability to rap. I really do. When you look at their list, I think now I think they got it wrong in a couple of, of areas here, but I don't think they were going influence, influential. I don't think they were going that route. Because I would agree, run DMC from an influence standpoint. I mean, well, first of all, if we're going to go influence standpoint, wouldn't it be the Treacherous Three? Wouldn't it be bands like that? At the end of the day, Groups, you, you've just got to be clear about like what these definitions are. Because, I mean, you get into this with athletes all the time. It's like, well, who's the greatest? football you know quarterback of all time and it's like you have to be specific about like 
what you mean by that because influential is different than great, different than best, like different than your favorite. So like those things are all very different. At the end of the day, what was this? Some three writers at Vibe sitting around saying like, okay, well, dude, we'll put him at one, him at three. You know what? We'll get more web clicks if we don't put Tupac in there. So, well, you know what? We'll just drop him out. That is so true. So you got to wonder, how long will this stuff continue if we all know that? If we know what the jig is. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you know, you know that some food's not good for you and you still eat that. So like at the end of the day, it's a point difference there, though, that when I eat that food, I get the pleasure of its taste where this is just reading somebody else's opinion, which is not their opinion. It's it's the pleasure of me disagreeing with you. It's that kick of dopamine saying like, oh, you didn't include Tupac, okay. you idiot. Right. I'm a better rap fan than you are. That's fair. There's also people who think you just troll just to troll. Like, I'm being accused of this right now. Like, people think I'm on my personal Facebook page just, like, trashing the Avengers just to troll you. Guys, I don't care enough about making you angry. And if I want to do it, I'll come in here and I'll say something wildly unpopular and I'll make you all angry. I don't need my personal Facebook page to troll you over the Avengers. Like, I I just, dude, I, again, I let my date read all this stuff yesterday because that's what you guys were calling it, a date. So I allowed her to read all my, like, inbox messages about this stuff yesterday. She was like, why are people so unhinged about a a superhero movie? Why do people get unhinged about other people's opinions nowadays? I don't know, but they do. It's crazy. But they do. You have any, I mean, Regardless what it is, if you have an opinion on something, and regardless where you stand, regardless what side of, of, of things you land on, your opinion, people are going to be upset about yeah, it. Yeah, they really will. That's absolutely true. Let's let people pick on these tickets. Again, Event Sevenfold, Profits of Rage. You also have Breaking Ben, Five Finger Death Punch, Manson Zombie, or Slayer. It's your choice right now if you're caller 25 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. Teresa, however, will get you hooked up with another $1,000 this morning, 1010 on Rock 1069. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 1069.